Oxford Community Schools this morning. We're recording a podcast related to building safety and security and kind of talking through this morning a conversation. Um, But before we launch into that conversation, let me just give our stated mission and vision for Oxford Community Schools. Our vision is to create a world-class education today that shapes tomorrow's leaders. And we execute that vision by instituting our mission is to provide an education that challenges all students to achieve their maximum potential in academics, arts, and athletics, and prepares them to succeed in a global society. So this morning I'm sitting with Superintendent Tim Throne, and I have a guest here this morning with us. Uh, he's not a guest to Oxford, but he's a guest with the podcast, and that is Assistant Superintendent of Business and Operations, Sam Barna. So gentlemen, good morning to both of you. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome, everyone. Today, we thought we would uh, revisit a topic that some of you have requested that we speak about, and that is specifically safety and security. And when we say that, we are really thinking of that term holistically in the sense of, you know, not only water, but transportation, buildings. Uh, during the day, after hours, both uh, in person as well as uh, virtually. So, you know, safety on the internet, social media, things like that. We're going to try and tackle as much as we can, as fast as we can with the time we have today. Before I jump in and start uh, giving Sam a a bunch of questions that I think uh, you all would like to know, just a little perspective. So while I would say that Oxford has always invested in safety and security, I would say specifically we looked at safety and security uh, going back to perhaps the 09 bond when we uh, had invested money and even in the previous bond uh, in the early 2000s, particularly starting out with safe and secure entrances. Uh, in those days, we, uh, we really created foyers and entryways and uh, ways of funneling students and visitors into our building at, at one location, one door. And, and that was sort of the, the beginning of a lot of investment in time and money into uh, specifically making our, our buildings more safe and secure. Uh, since then, we have you know, spent a lot of uh, uh, money on cameras. We never used to have cameras, but we, we've put in cameras. We've adjusted and added additional cameras since then. We have uh, always uh, done quite a bit of, of work with safety and security on uh, social media and our online and internet, uh, not only trying to uh, protect our students during the day, but uh, also if they were accessing their email or what have you uh, from home at night or off hours, uh, we've 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 invested in in safety and security measures with I'll just say technology uh, from that standpoint. Sam, let's just fast forward right now up to the last couple of years. The district passed uh, a bond and sinking fund in 2017. And so 
what are some of those those big areas, those um, big topics that you can specifically talk to that we've we've tried to address with safety uh, in the last couple of years? Well, again, uh, thanks for having me. And really, what we've been doing over the last several years is adding to what already existed. As as Mr. Throne had mentioned, you know, we have put in the the secure entries, the secure vestibules in the buildings, but we've added to, we've enhanced those secure entries at all of those buildings. Um, obviously, we have had some lessons learned from using those secure vestibules over the past several years. And so we've either added cameras, we've either um, you know redone some of the cameras, some of the locations in the front of the buildings to make it more user-friendly, um, not only for our own staff at the front offices, um, the usability of it, but also for obviously our guests and our students coming in those doors. So first and foremost, we've added to uh, what we've already put into place uh, from a safety and security standpoint from those secure vestibules. But in addition to that, we've we spent money um, primarily out of our general fund as well as our capital project fund um, to add security cameras, not only in the secure vestibules, but in certain buildings throughout the buildings themselves uh, to, make a, to make a more secure um, environment. And uh, obviously, we, um, we want to be able to see, obviously, not only what's going on in those secure vestibules, but also what's going on in some of the hallways in some of the schools as well. So we've invested funds there. Um, I don't know if you want me to get right now into the safety grant, but we've specifically um, spent some, some dollars uh, and were, were awarded uh, from the Michigan State Police uh, a safety grant last year, 2019, and obviously we have several projects that we had approved through that grant, and we're currently in process. I don't know if you want me to speak to that yet. Sure. But how, more than doing that. Uh, how, how did that grant come about, Sam? Uh, so that grant is uh, funded originally through the state, and what happens is the Michigan State Police, beginning in 2018, um, had an allotment of $25 million for that year. We applied. Unfortunately, we weren't successful among the public school districts to receive funding in that first year. Uh, we reapplied uh, in 2019. There was an additional $25 million, and we were able to um, get funded uh, $442,000 approximately. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, so we were really happy to, uh, to receive funding for, for several projects that we put into the application. Were there any stipulations with that money? Yeah, there is stipulations. One of the stipulations is it's matching funds, and it's a reimbursement grant. So what I mean by that is is we spend the entire um, funds of the approved projects uh, within that grant, and then we get reimbursed 75% of each of those projects through the grant. And the stipulation is is that you have to spend the dollars prior to June 1st of this year, 2020. And so we were awarded the grant last um, winter, and so... So we are basically in process and uh, of those projects, and we plan on spending all of the money that we were allotted by June 1st. So that is the stipulation in and of itself, is you have to spend those funds in order to receive those funds those, by a specific date. Those projects were part of the application process, so it's not Correct. like, oh, look, we got money, what do we want to do? Correct. We've actually told them what we're aiming that's correct. So, yes, as part of the application process, you had to have a list of projects that fit um, their mold, if you will, the application of certain items that they, they that they would allow. And we did that. 
And so um, it wasn't a guessing game for them as to how we were going to spend the money once they awarded us the funds. Can you tell us at a high level what those major big projects are? Yes. So one of those projects are 3M security film that will be put, um, is currently being put on all of our buildings um, around the main entrances and and frankly around um, all of the entryways um, at all of our buildings. So we're looking at, you know, several windows, panes, um, obviously doors that have um, an interior window within them. So we are installing that film um, with the help of the company that obviously was awarded the, the winning bid, and uh, that's going very well right now. We, we looked, okay. We're looking to wrap that up, um, I would assume, sometime at the end of this month in order to have all the buildings completed. Okay. Um, in addition to the 3M window film, um, we're also, um, the, one of the biggest, the biggest project within that grant is our pre-planned live uh, duress button or panic button. And so what that is, is, is if you can recall back in, I believe it was probably the late 80s or early 90s, uh, there, was a, there was a TV where uh, you'd have this commercial with, uh, I've fallen and I can't get up. If you can remember that, that button that uh, was for, for, for our older senior citizen folks. Well, this is a, a button that's extremely similar, but it is GPS specific. And so these, uh, these, these duress buttons that are going to be in each room of each of our schools uh, will be hanging on a wall-mounted box or within that box. If there is an issue, um, anyone can press that button if there's an emergency situation, and that will have a GPS locator to tell um, our, our internal folks where exactly there is an emergency scenario within that building. And so that's the beauty of, the, of this duress button. So that's, that's the second one that I wanted to mention. Um, in addition to that, you know, we, we have a rekeying of the district that's going to be taking place this spring as well. We're currently uh, putting out a, a request for proposal, and uh, we're looking to, uh, again, um, get bidders to bid on that. And we're going to be doing hard copy keys uh, and rekeying the doors uh, throughout the entire district. So it's, it's quite a big endeavor. If if I could just step back to kind of get back to like thirty five thousand feet instead of five thousand feet per sure. second for maybe our parents that are listening that are new to the district or a staff person that's not fully um, aware of what all we've taken on over the years. Yeah. Um, I guess this this is really f- to help maybe aim those individual things we just discussed, mm-hmm. but from a perspective from superintendent and assistant superintendent. What are those key factors when you, and I've obviously been in those meetings as well, but had those safety meetings with community members, with the first responders, Mm -hmm. can you help our listeners hear from our own voice, Mm -hmm. what are our key areas that we see are things that we need to address, Mm -hmm. which is then answered, I think, where you started to go, but I just want to help people know how we got there a little sure, bit. Sure. Well, I think one of the biggest things, um, and there's several, but I'll say that one of the biggest things is just emergency response and the timeliness of notification to not only those inside the district, such as administration and others within the building, should an emergency situation occur, that mass notification of an issue is key. 
So because this is responding really is key quickly. Increasing efficiency in the response time. It, it is. And it's also adding a layer to the notification. Obviously, everything that we are doing does not take the place of simply calling 911. It's a layer. Mm-hmm. And I want to be very clear about that. So it's a net it's, catching. Absolutely. It is. Um, in addition to that, I will say that one of the, the, the big aspects that I, I, I think is, is very big for us is, is training and communication within the district. And let me be very specific. We have adopted approximately three years ago the ALICE protocol. And so the ALICE protocol stands for alert, lockdown, inform, counter, and evacuate. Now, this is obviously a very simplistic type of, and a nonlinear, but a very simplistic type of approach to, I'll just say, emergency slash violent situations that could occur within any one of our buildings. We adopted this protocol because it is a standard, and I think it's a fantastic approach uh, to teach our staff, our students, as well as community members of this is how we react in situations uh, within our district. It also teaches individuals that this is how you, unfortunately, have to go about life nowadays, not only within a public school district, but when you go to the movies, when you go into a public environment, you really should be thinking and be cognizant of where you're sitting within a room and where are the exits. This is sort of the ALICE protocol. This is a component of the ALICE protocol. So I want to say that training, education is a large part communicating this to everyone involved, all the stakeholders involved within Oxford Community Schools. Excellent, Sam. So besides security f- film, pre-planned live, rekeying, are there uh, any, any other big projects that came out of that security grant, or is that the main thing? Those were the main things. Uh, we, we actually had some, at the high school, some um, ballasts that were installed, or bollards, I, I'm sorry, I said ballasts, bollards installed um, outside, uh, quite a few um, that were along the uh, practice fields. And so um, that, that also assists us in just, you know, obviously keeping traffic flow where we really feel we need it. And, um, you know, again, this is, um, that was one of the projects that was approved that's already been done at the high school. But I want to just kind of move away from, uh, if I I could, a little bit of what we've been doing with the safety grant and just let everyone know that, again, this is kind of like the Aerosmith song back in the day. And there's a verse in that Aerosmith song that says, no, no, I'm not going (laughs) to sing. But sort of life's a journey, not a destination. Safety is very similar. It's a journey. It's not a destination. There is no end point. We're always going to be looking at how safe are we? Can we be more safe within reason? And we're always going to be looking at that. We're not going to just settle on our laurels and say, you know what? We're good. You know, we did all this. We think we're fine. We're going to keep on striving to be better. And that's why I say it's a journey, not a destination. So as I just uh, think back in my head right now over the last uh, five years, or so, uh, we we've added security personnel, uh, actual people. Yes, we've added to our cameras. We've uh, you know we've we've had our badges for entryways and for uh, presentations, so people know if you're an employee of the district because you're you're wearing that badge. Um, I know one big area. Uh, with bond money that we're spending is we are really enhancing and adding to the exterior lighting of our buildings uh, with, with bond money. I, 
I think I've had requests up at that high school for a long time. The uh, the sidewalk on the east side of the building between North Oxford Road and the building, and people park in the north parking lot, and it's just dark, you know, between the north parking lot and trying to get down to the the stadium, and so. It's taken us a while, but we're, we're finally going to address some of these lighting issues, uh, not just on sidewalks, but around the perimeters of our buildings and our parking lots, yes. things like that. Um, things that aren't just also school day items. Like It's just right. use, use of the facility as a whole. Right, exactly. Um, I think we've, we've continually added uh, either behind the scenes or within our our processes, some security measures from a technology standpoint in helping uh, with our students and staff and, you know, just social media and uh, email and, and those types of things. And I totally agree, Sam, you know, that's just, it's, it's an ongoing, um, I hate to say it this way, but almost just a cost of business kind of thing. If we're going to do it, we, we've got to do it in a safe manner and, uh, yeah, it's just uh, ongoing is the best way to say it. I'm almost thinking off the top of my head, too. You know, we've ordered quite a few uh, new buses in the last couple of years. And not only are those buses much safer than some of our old buses, but we've added technologies as far as security cameras and things like that, safety items within those buses yes, as we well. Have. Yes, we have. Uh, I don't know. Sam, Matt, is there anything else that jumps to your mind? Any other uh, topics or things like that as far as uh, safety and security goes that you, you want to make sure that our, our people know? Yeah, I, I do, actually. There's, there's two items that I think that we, we haven't spoken about, um, or at least I don't, I don't recall we spoke about. And that's, um, again, partnering with the Oakland County Sheriff's Office and, and bringing in canines into the district this year. And uh, I think that's something really good. Again, it's not just at the high school. You know, we're obviously mobile with these canine units, and again, we've partnered with them to. Um, you know, it's not not only from a um, um, like a narcotic dog, but also you know from an ammunition standpoint and a and a gunpowder standpoint. These 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 dogs can do quite a bit, and so we're we're very um, pleased so far with that partnership, and um, that is something again new this year that we have engaged with them. They've been here in the past. But this is more of a, a normal, they're here when we want them to be as soon as we can get them here. We, we have that option and we have that flexibility and that the partnership with them and their, their ability to be very flexible with us, uh, I really appreciate. And so I thank the Oakland County Sheriff's Department for doing this for us. And, and again, it's, 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 been a, it's been a win-win, I think, thus far. Um, in addition to that, I, I did want to mention that um, a few years ago, prior to getting the safety grant, obviously, we also installed night locks within our within our buildings. And so that's important from a lockdown perspective if we ever were in that situation that all of our rooms within each of our buildings have a night lock device installed within the doors. So, you know, if... if, if uh, Can you expound on that for, sure. the, for the listener that's never experienced, not just for at night, no, how no, that works yeah, and what it, it is? And that's a great point. Thanks, Matt. Uh, what, what the night lock is, is is truly a device that's installed uh, on each door within the interior of the door. So if there is an emergency situation happening on the exterior of that classroom, for instance, 
the teacher and or students um, have the ability to uh, secure that door with a device that is um, hanging on the wall that uh, basically, uh, once you engage it, um, you cannot open that door from the outside. And if you can, you're going to be spending an inordinate amount of time in order to try to open that door. So it really creates a, a, a very uh, simple way to do a true lockdown and slow, prevent, down, the and slow down the intruder um, in a very big way. Um, one of the things, Tim, as you just kind of bumped us as a reminder, is kind of like life is a journey. Um, along the same vein of cooperation. Are you humming that tune now to yourself? Um, it's going to haunt me the rest <laughs> of the day, maybe. Um, but as, as we look at security in the district, it is a community effort um, down to the level of daily cooperation. Um, being the person that's going around and labeling the insides and outsides of all of our doors, we do have single source entry mandated in every facility in the district. And when it comes down to cooperation, we're asking, right, our stakeholders and people that come to the building to not be lazy mm -hmm. and to actually, they might have to walk some extra feet, um, but to understand the cooperative effort it takes to secure a building. Um, and in, on that same vein, understanding that when you're on the inside of the building, even though you might be at the high school and there might be a basketball game going on or it might be other events going on and somebody walks up to the door and knocks on it, I think it's important for our stakeholders to realize we know people are coming in door one at the high school, which is the main office door, and door 17, which is the pool door, and we know that those cameras are picking up everything that's coming in those doors. So by by helping as a cooperative effort keep those the two and the only entryways in, we can also help know what's going on. Absolutely. Um, so al along that line, I think oftentimes, Mr. Thrill, I'm going to bounce a question off of a child pickup here in a second from our conversation with some of our township people the other day. We're going to endure this M24 corridor project and what that same kind of cooperation might look like down to child pickup safety or child drop-off safety. Um, is there anything related to that that either the two of you would like to expound upon or help our parents see and understand? At this point, I'm not sure I really want to talk about M24 construction anymore, um, <laughs> just being honest with you, but yes. So we're going to have to have uh, additional cooperation Students and parents are going to have to start earlier in the day and they're going to get home later at night because it's just it's going to take longer to uh, drop off and pick up uh, students at our at our buildings during this construction. We are looking at uh, I'll say letting our students out as well as our our bus plans entering and exiting buildings a little bit differently depending upon the building that you're talking about in order to help deal with with the construction but in general i think i want to just really take off from your point there matt is in that not only is it you know cooperation in what we're asking our people to do but also i'll say that relationship standpoint and when it comes to safety and security, this is really everybody's job. And 
through daily relationships and talking and being observant, that is where we really learn of safety issues, Mm -hmm. whether it's one student talking to another student, a student talking to a staff member, staff members talking amongst each other, people observing different things. And I guess I would just say that, you know, while I think we have done a, a, a really good job at identifying these technologies, these brick and mortar pieces, these, you know, specific safety items, we can't let our guard down on that relationship cooperation side of the equation. That that may be the most important side of the equation in bringing about safety and security. And so I would just encourage all of our employees and our students to, um, yeah, constantly be, uh, you know, attentive to what's going on around you and um, don't be afraid to engage with, with those friends or, uh, you know, your, your classmates who, you know, if, if something's going on or something doesn't seem right, make sure to reach out and, and let somebody know. I think the closing thought may even be true to this fact of understanding safety and convenience very seldom go hand in hand. <laughs> that sometimes you do have to be a little bit unconvened. <laughs> I don't know how to say that correctly, sorry. But you might have to go out of your way. You might have to take five more, 10 more, 20 mm-hmm. more steps to get somewhere. But as those individual stakeholders coming into our building, where they also understand they are part of that equation, they're part of that ratio, right. that they decide, fine, I'm just going to prop this door open. I'm going to come back out of it later and back in later, just jeopardize the entire system. Right. Um, so... I appreciate the fact that we can help our, yeah. our people all know that. So you know, There's a, definitely an aspect of, of inconvenience with several of these safety-related issues that we've been talking about, but we feel that the, 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 the greatest value really is the fact that it's becoming a safer environment, and we put more value personally. I put more value in the fact that we're becoming a safer environment, and if we have to slightly inconvenience people, we will do so for the sake of a, a safer environment. But please keep in mind, our goal is to try to minimize the disruptions and minimize the inconvenience. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, in some of these instances, you know, we, we, we just still have to strive for a higher degree of safety, and sometimes the convenience has to take a backseat. All right, Sam, I appreciate you stopping by today and giving us a few minutes to uh, shed some light on what we have done as well as what we're currently doing with safety and security in our district. We have a a way of wrapping up all of our podcasts, Sam, and this little saying. The saying goes, goes, once a wildcat, always a wildcat. Good job. (laughs) Thank you again for having me.